Episode 69, Notes from the Road. Is there a recession on the way? You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. This is the podcast dedicated to helping highly principled leaders reach their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Great to be with you. Jason Jennings, we are literally hitting a brief pause button because you are bouncing coast to coast, running across this great land of ours, speaking to a lot of businesses. Thanks for taking a break to catch your breath and talk with us on the podcast. Well, I have to tell you, Dale, I mean, uh, in the year 2016, if anybody could see us, I'm speaking into a microphone, but I'm getting my audio from you in the earpiece of a telephone. I mean, so it's kind of jerry-rigged, but we don't want to disappoint the people who listen to us every week, so we're getting it done. So, and we're titling this podcast, Notes from the Road, Is There a Recession on the Way? And and the thinking behind this episode is, uh, we know that as you go into a presentation to these large companies, you're having 10 to 12 interviews with key leaders in those companies to figure out where the pain points are, what they need, and then you bring your body of research in and you custom tailor those presentations. Uh, you know, that's very well spoken. And the, and the only thing you miss there is uh, terms and conditions for a speech is uh, I, I have to spend 60 to 90 minutes with the with the CEO. That That's the starting point. Okay. Uh, I, I, I need to explore the company, find out the story of the company, find out about them, find out what they see as the challenges, find out where they're trying to take the company. And then, yes, I follow up with between 10 and 12 other shorter 15 to 20 minute interviews with people who will be at the speech. I've just always maintained that it's the height of arrogance and self-centeredness to stand up and talk to a group of people without doing that kind of homework. So as you might imagine, uh, Dale, over the course of the year, given the number of speeches I do, uh, that's somewhere between 700 and 1,000 conversations that I'm having. And the important thing to point out is that's across all industries. Uh, in the past week, I've been with a huge engineering company. I've been with a huge telecommunications company. I've been with one of the largest agricultural cooperatives uh, in the world. And so I, I talked to retail, healthcare, manufacturing financial services. So it's not that I'm I'm talking to just one industry. So and based on the fact that you have you've been stacking up the air miles already in 2016, uh, we're not going to give names of specific companies away, but I thought it would be interesting to pick your brain about what it is you're learning through those CEO conversations and the follow-up interviews with executives. What's a big aha that you're you're seeing or let's let's narrow it even and make it focus it even more. Do you see a consistent theme out there? I do. So I got actually got off the road last night for a brief respite about midnight. And today I uh, got to bed about two in the morning and certainly didn't feel like going to the gym, but it's something I don't miss. And so just an hour ago, I actually left the gym and, and a conversation uh, occurred in the gym. Uh, there's an old timer across from me who works out every day. God bless him. He's in there all the time. And uh, he said, uh, Jason, he said, let me ask you a question. He said, I just heard uh, on the radio. He said that there's a recession on the way. And he said, uh, what are your thoughts about that? And I smiled broadly and I said, well, you know what? If a recession is on the way, uh, it runs counter to everything I'm being told. So let me tell you, Dale, and the listeners, the exact same thing that I told him. So remember again, those 700 to 1,000 telephone interviews that I do every year getting ready for speeches. And I always ask the questions, what's keeping you awake at night these days about your business? Uh, what, what are the challenges you're confronting? What are the potential bumps in the road? What what are those things? How is business? What does your business pipeline look like? And if you're asking for something that I that I'm hearing all the time and consistently, 
here's what I'm hearing. It runs directly counter to what you'll hear in the popular business media. I'm hearing that business is really good. Could it always be better? Yes, but business is really, really good. How is the pipeline? The pipeline is real, real good. Biggest challenge is not enough business. The biggest challenge is finding, keeping, and growing the right people. That's what I hear consistently. Now, listen, there are some challenges in the economy. Uh, you have to remember that farmers over the past six or seven years, uh, everybody with 40 acres, I mean, became a millionaire overnight. I mean, it was, it was hard not to make a lot of money, I mean, with corn and soybeans and those other crash crops, I mean, in that rich agricultural belt in America. Farmers are now having to learn how to do business and uh, break even or make some money on uh, on three and a half dollar a bushel corn. Uh, so there's some challenges there in the commodity space. Uh, China, I mean, they're talking about five and six and seven percent growth rates. We would love to see five, six, seven and eight uh, percent growth rates. Uh, the big thing right now that's scaring everybody and scaring the markets a little bit is uh, oil. Uh, oil at 20 or 25 dollars a barrel is, is certainly not sustainable over the long term. But guess what? Oil's been there before. It's been there many times before. Uh, it is cyclical. So are there some cyclical things pinching at the economy? I think so. But I got to tell you, based on everything that I hear across all these industries, business is solid. And I believe if we fall victim to a recession, uh, we're going to be the ones who created ourselves. It will be our fear that creates the recession. Mm. So I'm going to encourage listeners to go back and listen to episode number 53 when we talk through the six steps of finding, keeping, engaging, and growing millennials. Because I just out of that brief uh, conversation with you, I heard that finding and keeping good people is is one of the key challenges that businesses are finding. It's not about how to get customers, but it's the employees. And the other thing is, everybody understands that they must constantly, and, and, and I think if you're asking for themes that I hear all the time uh, in my discussions with these people, the other one, and it just warms my heart, we are truly moving to, uh, we talked about the gig economy a couple of weeks ago, but we are truly moving to a solution-based economy. And I believe uh, the day and age of salespeople who are just going out and, and becoming friends and buddies with people and getting them to do business uh, with them because they're their friend and buddy and they're talking about price and haggling about price and patting each other in the back and sharing a story about the Friday night football game. I think that's pretty close to over, or at least I can see the end in sight. Everybody is truly now talking solutions. And, uh, and that requires a totally different type of person than somebody who could just go out there and sell. And that line that I could sell uh, ice boxes or refrigerators to the Eskimos is no longer going to be a point pride. I'll, I'll give you an example. I was with this uh, wonderful group called Winfield, and that's one name that I will use, part of Land Lakes. It's a huge uh, agricultural cooperative. And uh, they, they sell seeds and they sell fungicide or fungicides. They sell nitrogen. And, and that's the business they're in. And, and they're huge and they're member owned. As I sat watching their CEO do a presentation yesterday uh, before my opening keynote speech, uh, I was in the back of the room. And when I took the stage, I said, you know, if this writing and speaking thing doesn't work out, I want to come to work for you and call on farmers. And, and he looked at me and he said, why? And I said, because you're not out there selling seeds. You're not out there selling insecticides. I mean, you are out there offering solutions for farmers. You're analyzing the soil and telling them 
what they can grow per acre and what's going to work best. You're telling them how often to water. You're, you're flying over their properties at, or their farmland, and you're doing these temperature-controlled maps that show the amount of moisture that's necessary. I mean, you're able to diagnose exactly with almost complete certainty what fungicide that somebody has to use to get the most incredible yield, what other nutrients they need to use, how to water their crops. I mean, you've moved far beyond selling seed and selling insecticide and fungicides and nitrogen. I mean, you are truly in the solution business. And I think that's the other thing I see because when companies are out there or representatives of companies are out there and the only thing they've got to talk about is price, the only place for the price to go is down. When you're talking price, I've never heard of the price going up. The price always goes down when that's all that you have to talk about. And so I think we're truly moving to the solution-based economy where you're asking your customers, you're doing that discovery call that we've talked about in so many of these episodes. What, what are your pain points? What itches that we might be able to scratch? What is causing great pain that we could help make go away? What could we do to make you look like a hero and make your business come closer to achieving its full economic potential? Then I'm going to go back and I'm going to analyze what I've got I mean, in my quiver, and I'm going to come back to you with a custom-created solution. Uh, so I hear from people all the time uh, that they have to differentiate, they have to constantly reinvent, but the word I'm hearing now is, I mean, they really have to become solution-based. There's a big problem with that, and I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that or not, and the big problem with that is this. People who have been commodity sellers, people who have sold price all their life, and that's all they had to talk about, I've never found one of them that's been able to make the transition into being a solution provider ever. They are two completely different skill sets. One is the ability to sell price and haggle and pat everybody in the back and hope that they like you and ask about their kids and yada, 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 and hope you get some business. The other one is a, is a totally different skilled professional. I mean, who can do a, a, a carefully executed diagnostic, find the pain point, find out what the customer is trying to achieve, affix a value to it, and then truly come up with a solution. And ne'er the twain shall meet. I, I just, I've never met anybody who's been able to be a great solution provider uh, who comes from a background of only selling price. That is uh, good to keep in mind if you're a business owner. I'm drawing a correlation in my mind because typically what, I, what we see when we have the economy strong and people say, man, I've got a full book of business and don't, I have more customers than I can take care of, there tends to be a bit of you take it for granted and you just become order taker rather than going out there and being a solution provider. So is this is what you're seeing right now in the marketplace, the strong economy, but a drive to be a solution provider, is it going to further weed out those those who sell price? I don't understand what value anybody brings to a company if all they can do is talk about price. Look, there's no company that I've spoken with that's prepared to rest on its laurels or is getting all they want to get. And the painful memories of 2001, the painful memories of 2008 are just too recent for people. I believe that business people, executives and leaders, at least those that I get to talk to, are doing a much better job than has historically been done. They're on top of their businesses. There's a lot of great, sharp people out there run, running great companies. That is fantastic to know. So as we come to the close of, of this this episode, Notes from the Road, uh, you know what I take away from it? Great hope, number one, that uh, you're seeing a strong economy and businesses doing well, especially those with, uh, those with whom you're interacting. Number two, it shows that we have to keep honing the knife to a laser-sharp point 
rapier sharp, sharp. Is that what I've heard you say in the past? Yes, and yes. Be, and being a solution provider. So we can't rest on the laurels. We've got to keep pushing ahead, striving for excellence as we uh, you know, push for perfection, strive for excellence through this process. It's a, it's a hope-filled but challenging thought from the road. And there's one so. thing I would like to add, if I might. I never want to leave one of these podcasts on a downer, but could I share, because we're talking notes from the road, could I share one more quick story with you? Please. So one of my speeches the other day brought me to Mexico, to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, and uh, and I had a day off. So after the gym, I went up to the poolside uh, bar and lunch area, and I thought I'd uh, get a half a hamburger and a half a cerveza. Uh, I wasn't really hungry, but I, I needed something after the workout in the gym. And I'm sitting at a table, and next to me, at, at the very next table, uh, there's an attractive uh, mid-40s husband and wife, good-looking couple. And uh, I was not interacting with them at all. And all of a sudden, I saw people, another husband and wife at another table, uh, recognize them. And so they got up and they walked over to this table, which was right next to me. And I'm not going to use real names here, but they said, oh, John, Diana, how are you? And they said, oh, kiss, kiss, kiss on the cheek. We're fine. We're fine. And the, the woman who approached the table said, John, I thought you'd been banned from the industry. And he said, no, no, I was only banned from the industry for three years, but I'm back and I'm taking people's money and playing with it as best I can. And she said, well, it's just wonderful to have you back. It's great to see the two of you. And then there was another whole bunch of people who were there for the same conference. And thank God it was not a conference I was talking to. They came up to the table and they treated this guy like, like a returning war veteran. Or like some kind of a hero. Hey, Bandito, I'm sure glad you're over that three-year suspension and you're back in business and having fun. It's good to see you back slapping. And I'm sitting there and I lost the appetite. I mean, for my half a hamburger and my half a beer. And I'm thinking, you know, we are building this incredible group of people through these weekly podcasts, highly principled people wanting to do the right thing and achieve their full potential. But you know, there are still some dark forces out there. And it's always a reminder, something I was told very early in life, never do anything that you wouldn't want your mother to read about on the front page of the newspaper. And and you just wonder, uh, it's becoming more and more obvious to me, there's the dark force out there that will do anything to get a deal. Uh, and then there are the people who are doing business the right way. And so let's just band together and, and do business the right way. Yeah, because the ones who do it the right way win in the end. They do. Definitely so. Okay, that brings us to a close, Jason. Thank you so much. This was uh, this was a good, good episode, and uh, thanks for taking the time away from the travel schedule. Safe travels to you. We'll catch up with you next week. Uh, any parting thoughts? Uh, listen, just uh, yeah, keep the mail coming. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I told you before we went on that I've got 429 emails from people uh, who have written about the podcast while I've been on the road, and uh, I'll be getting back to everybody over the next couple of days. I just love it. Please uh, continue to write great reviews for us. And, and I, I love this one. I, in fact, there's two very quicks. One from Nick, who's a director of Portfolio Financial Group in Brisbane, Australia. And he said, lately... I've been actually looking forward to getting stuck in heavy afternoon traffic. The reason being that I've listened to your podcast in the car and the journey home is just a little too short for two episodes. I find that an extra 10 minutes is about right. 
Cheers. And so that's the one I'll leave you with today. Fantastic. Okay. And we do appreciate those reviews and ratings. If you would go into iTunes, definitely subscribe to the podcast so it's automatically delivered each and every week. And then write a review. Hopefully we have earned a five-star rating from you, the listener. And with that, Jason, thanks so much. Back to your safe travels. And remember, this is the Game Changers, the podcast for highly principled people getting to their full potential. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.